Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast, helping you invest in property for freedom, choice, and profit. You'll learn new, innovative, and multiple streams of property income, whether you want to start, scale, or systemize, and even if you don't have deposits. Hi, I'm Kevin McDonnell, and welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. I recorded a live Ask Me Anything Q&A session recently in the Progressive Property Facebook community with the Progressive's social media manager, Kieran Kevin, and I thought it would be worthwhile to share it as a podcast. So on this episode of the podcast, I reveal the top strategies for property, plus take your questions on all things property. If you want your questions answered in a future episode of the podcast, then here's what you need to do. Join the Progressive Property Facebook community. Post in there or message me your question. So just tag me in on a post. Now, I can answer your question either within a podcast or I could create a whole episode around your question. Also, if you're not already subscribed to the Progressive Property YouTube channel, then make sure you subscribe for lots more property content. So let's just get straight into the episode. I've been Kevin McDonnell. You've been awesome. Hello, Progressive Property community. It's Kieran here, and I'm here with Kevin McDonald, our Progressive expert. Hello, everybody. And today we are here to speak about the best money making strategies in property. Um, so, Kevin, let's talk about this. Let's go through it. I want to hear your top three strategies. Top three strategies for making yeah. money. Yes. Um, I guess that's because we got a 70, 20, 10 at multiple streams or something. That's the word. So we talk about, seven, if you don't know about Progressive, we talk about 70, 20, 10. Um, um, it's interesting. Strat- there's loads of strategies. So like single lets, serviced accommodation, HMO, um, buy to flip, lots of different strategies out there. Commercial conversions, all of this stuff you can learn at Progressive. It's taught at Progressive. Um, for me, top three strategies, I would say um, it depends on your area. So it's not, for me, it's not that, w- and for anybody really who's done property and understands property, it's not that one strategy is better than another. It's more about what area of the country do you live in and what works best in your area. Because for instance, if you live in Knightsbridge, if you buy a single let in Knightsbridge, you're going to lose money. But if you buy a um, commercial conversion in Knightsbridge, or even didn't buy it, so did something like a lease option on it or a rent-to-rent on it, you're going to make money. But if you live in County Durham or in the north of England or Middlesbrough or even I can go over the other side just to keep yeah. that, those people happy, like Liverpool and Blackpool, just to keep you happy, you could do a single and it'll work. So it's, it's, for me, what I see a lot of people do is they, they try and find out what strategy is the best strategy for them but actually, it's not about them or about you. It's about what's the thing that actually works. So you find the thing that works in your area, and then you do that strategy multiple times in that area. So cool. sing- single lets work great, HMOs work great, service accommodation works great. Yeah. Pretty much everything that you can do works great, so long as you're in the right area for that strategy. Perfect. And then it's around the money. So. Cool. Before you say that, yeah. everyone watching right now, if you have any questions that you want to ask during this live, Drop them in the comments and we will be sure to answer either during or at the end. Michael Cullen, we still need that game of pool. you got to drop, drop me some dates, man. Yeah, I'm not letting you off the hook. You are going down. I've heard you're pretty good. You, oh, you, you tell Michael Cullen that. <laughs> Michael Cullen, you're going down, man. You're going down. Give me some dates. Not in this feed, just private message me. <laughs> Wicked. Okay, so where we were. Let's go. Yeah, forget Michael. Go. 
We, oh. it, it was Jim. Oh, money. It was me. It, it was. It's you. So, strategy. What works in your area? Right? What works in your area? More importantly is, how do you do it? So, if I want to do single let. So many people I meet all the time, they're like, I want to do single letter, I want to do HMOs, or I want to do service accommodation or something. And they don't have the money to do it. They don't have the knowledge to do it. They don't have the money to do it. The knowledge, that's easy to fix. You can just come along and get training, get educated. But the money side, okay, you could have some money. You might have 50 grand, 100 grand, 500 grand. But that's not necessarily enough money. David Toms is saying, hi, Kevin, with lease options to HMOs, what's it like going to the lender about having it as a HMO? I'll get to that question in a second, Tom, because um, I'm just about to talk about lease options. A lease option is not a strategy. A lease option is a tool. It's a tool that you can use to deliver a strategy. So it's, uh, you can do a lease option to, on a property that you then rent as a single let. So the strategy is single let, the tool is lease option. You could do a lease option on a HMO, so a property that you run as a HMO. The strategy is HMO, the tool is lease option, and so on. You can lease option commercials, you can lease option different types of buildings. So um, it's pick the thing that works in your area and then the, pick the tool to make that thing work. Because if your plan is to buy property to rent them out, I guarantee you, your plan is not strong enough because you're going to run out of money before you own enough houses. That wall behind me, that wall there, those houses. They were not bought, saving up a deposit, right, to buy a house. Save another deposit to buy a house. Save another deposit to buy a house. By the time you've bought four or five of them, you're dead. Whoa. You've run out of time. You've run out of life before you've got enough property. The only way to get enough property is to get creative around how you do it. So the things I learned here at Progressive was, yeah. uh, I came here in 2014 after being in property 11 years, was... I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do property investing. I knew the types of strategy I wanted to do, but I was in debt and I had no idea how I could do that. I learned the tools here at Progressive. I learned all the nominee down type strategies here at Progressive that allows you to build your portfolio. Because if you're, if you're watching in right now and you've kind of got an idea what you want to do, but you don't have the funding, then you need a little bit of both. And that's why we talk about 70, 20, 10. The 70 might be single let. But the, the delivery of the single let is lease option, rent-to-rent, -rent, assisted sales, that is EDCs, etc. Now, EDCs when exchange with delayed completions. The, your, your 70 might be serviced accommodation, but again, it's, is it um, lease options to SA? Is it rent-to-SA? Are you going to just manage them for other people? Are you going to use JV Finance? Mm -hmm. What's the how you deliver it? So you um, said something, sorry, I'm going to interrupt there. Yep. You said something quite important that you came into... Uh, progressive with quite heavy debt what strategies or tools did you use to help get yourself out of that situation um i used rent to rent as a as a tool yeah. rent to hmos mainly so i did hmos with rent to rent um i lived in one myself so i moved into a property i i lived in one room i turned the, a small room into an office and i rented the other three rooms out nice and the three rooms that i rented out covered the cost of the property meaning i live for free so if you're listening in, in and yeah. you um, are in a rental at the moment, then maybe you could do a rent to rent or a rent to HMO um, and live in it. Michael Cullen is saying, do you think the HMO bubble will burst? Everyone seems to be doing them. Michael, no. This is why. Because you say everyone seems to be doing them, but that who is everyone? Who's everyone? Do you mean everyone in the progressive property community? Because yeah. the fact is everyone in the community is not doing them. Or do you mean... Four people you spoke to, um, because then that's not enough. But I bet you, Michael, do me a challenge, right? 
I'll challenge you to that game of pool, but do me a different challenge. Mm. Walk out on your street today in a town centre, and if you stopped a hundred people and you said to them, ask them, number one, are you doing HMOs? I bet you if you spoke to a hundred people, a hundred of them, you'd be very unlikely, you'd be very, very, very unlikely to find anyone who's doing HMOs. So I don't know how everyone is doing it, because I bet you the hundred people you speak to, not only will none of them be doing it, I bet you over 80% of them will say to you, what's a HMO? They won't even know what a HMO is. Some of them will be living in a HMO and not know what it is. So it scares me when people post comments saying, everyone seems to be doing HMOs. It also scares me, Michael, when you post comments saying you can beat me in pool, because you can't. Okay, you can't, you just can't. I'll prove it. Right, come and play me. Um, So don't say everyone is doing it. We get a little bit, the bubble, the actual bubble is the progressive property community. You get stuck in a community of property people and we are all property people and we're talking about HMO, etc. So you start to think everyone's doing it. Yeah. But but I bet you two years ago or three years ago before you heard of progressive, you weren't hearing that everyone was doing HMO. They're not. Huge opportunity. It's going to grow. Let's look at fact instead. Fact is, we are on a small island that is not getting any bigger. In fact, with global warming and sea levels rising, <laughs> it's getting it's smaller. Getting smaller. <laughs> it's getting smaller, Michael, right? But this is what is happening. The country's getting smaller. The population is getting bigger. Those people need homes. They need places to live. Getting smaller. So let's work on fact rather than everyone doesn't, just seems to be doing them. So um, sorry for giving you a punch, but I'm going to give you a proper beating when we play pool. Okay, cool. So, Kevin, let's discuss um, something else I had on my mind today. So, if you are fresh into property, let's say you come into our community this week and I put this video up, yeah. what would your advice be to those people? Because they're not too sure where to go. They've probably bought a book. They might have even bought your own book. Um, no money down property investing. It's a great book. Quick plug there. And He mentioned it, not me. What should they be doing? What should be their next move? What would um, you advise? So, they're new to the community. They're in the community. Um, don't... I started in property back in 2003 and I went away and I bought property. I attended a training. I didn't do anything with it. I just came to a, a free event that was on in London. It was a three hour event. Yep. Um, I came along to the event three hours. I, I thought I was a professional property investor. I came along to the event and three hours later, I went out and I started buying property and I went abroad because it was cheap. And I ended up making a, um, making a, a big, 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 you wait for this, not profit. Loss. loss, a big loss. Um, and it took me 10 years to try and not even dig myself out of the loss. I didn't even dig myself out of the loss in 10 years. Mm. All I did in the 10 years was dig myself out of the mindset that I was in a loss. Yeah. Then I still had to dig myself out of the loss. So the starting point is just don't go and try and do stuff alone without at least getting some knowledge, some experience. And um, There's loads of opportunities out there. There's opportunities where you can come along to trainings. There's opportunities where you can read books. There's opportunities where you can listen to podcasts. There's so much stuff you can do, but there is nothing beats. People talk about reading books. I've got a library full of books, a library full of them. Most of them I've never opened. And everyone's a set. And and you're listening. You're watching it, right? I know you're on here. Give me a yes if you agree, right? Or give me a like. If you've got at least one book at home you've never read, because we all have. It's called Shelf Life. Shelf Life. They sit at home and um, you listen to podcasts, you listen, read books, you listen to Audible, all that sort of stuff. And what you do is you do another book and 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 another book. I could go on for an hour. 
and loads of likes. We all agree. Yeah. Right. We do. And, and you never actually do a viewing. You never actually go and meet any other property investors. Property investing is about people. It's being around the right people. It's networking with the right people. Make sure that you are networking. Make sure you're attending events. Get out and meet other people. Get to some events. Attend events where other property people are going. But don't just attend events where property people at your level are going. Attend events where you can learn from people who are at a higher level. At people that have been ahead of you. People that have been in the game for a few years, a bit longer than you. So you can learn off those people. Yep. Make sure that you're attending events where those people are. So I've spoken to a few people within the community, Kevin, and they've said one of the first strategies or tools they've been going into is rent to rent. Yeah. Can you explain to me why that would be? They, why that would be the first thing they would go for? Um, because for a few reasons. One is it's quick. So quite often what people do is they try and become, and I did this, and this is why I lost my money. I tried to become a millionaire in six months and all I did was mm -hmm. find debt. When actually what you should be doing is trying to replace your income in six months. If you can replace your income in six months, you'll make a lot of money. There is no better way, no better way whatsoever to replace your income in six months unless you do rent to rent. It is the, qu the quickest way to replace your income, the quickest way. But I meet people all the time and they go, I want to do HMOs, but I want to own them. I don't want to rent them. I don't want to rent them. I've got something on a flip chart there that I drew for somebody a few minutes ago. Can I show it? Yeah, that's great. Give me a minute. This is absolutely leaves me on my own now. <laughs> Here we go. Can you see this? Right. Quickly, if you're starting out, I meet people all the time. They say they're starting out in property. They've got 200 grand. Ooh, that's not that 200 grand. 200 grand to start out in property. And what they say is, I'm going to buy some houses with my 200 grand. So I'm going to buy some houses with my 200 grand. So what they do is they go and they buy let's say 200 grand HMOs. So they buy four HMOs at 50 grand, four HMOs at 50 grand each for them. So they start with a 200 grand pot, 200K pot, and they buy four HMOs, 50 grand each. And this is what happens. They've got, let's say they make 1,200 pound a month income from those four HMOs. So, so four HMOs, 200 grand pot, they've spent 50 grand, 25% deposit, 50 grand on four HMOs. That brings in 1,200 pound a month income per property. 1,200 times four, 4,800 quid a month. For most people, that's enough to quit your job, but here's the thing, is it really? Because you quit your job on four grand a month and you've got a boiler breaks and you don't have the money you thought you had. Maybe it's, you've got four HMOs, you got the, we're over here now, you got the four deals, okay, four deals, You've got no money left in your bank account because you've spent your 200 grand savings and you've got no plan to get the fifth deal. So you've got your four, but no plan to get number five and you've got 4,800 quid a month. What you've ended up with is four properties, no money and a job and a job. So what's your bigger plan? So buying HMOs you, to put tenants in is the very same as renting one to put tenants in. Rent to rent, rent to rent. You put tenants in something you don't own. Now watch this. If you did, and, and I speak to people all the time about how much money you put into a rent to rent. Two grand, most people I know put about a couple of grand into a HMO because you're not buying the thing, you're just renting it. But let's go five grand, on average, five grand to set up a HMO. Five grand to set up a rent to rent HMO. The most we've ever put into one is six grand. Over five grand, you're, you're putting a lot of money in. Just for the purpose of this exercise, 
Let's go nuts. Let's go crazy. Let's put 10 grand into one. 10 grand. So your starting part of the money is 200K. You put 10 grand into your HMOs. That means you can do 20 rent to rent. 20 rent to HMOs. Now, you're going to make 1,200 quid a month on a HMO that you buy. Rent to rent, you won't make as much money. Let's be real, right? You will not make as much money on a rent to rent HMO as on a buy buying one. You won't make the same money. That's not a problem. That's actually a benefit. This is why. Because you can buy four with your 200 grand pot. You can rent 20. And I've doubled what you should spend. By the way, you could rent 40 of them. But let's just look at 20. You rent 20 of them. You only make 700 quid a month, not 1,200. Just seven. Just over, just over half the income. But you're making 700 quid a month on 20 properties. That's 14 grand a month. Times 12 months is 168 grand. Now here's the interesting thing. You've got 168 grand and what you can do is buy, remember your starting pot was 200 and you were putting 50 grand into the properties, 200 grand starting pot, put 50 grand into the properties, you'd have four houses and no money. You make 168 grand, you can buy three. You can buy three now, so you rent to rent initially to create the cash, then you use the cash to buy three, you've still got 18 grand left over. Now we move to year two. And this is how you build a wall like this. You move to year two. And on year two, you've still got the, the 20 rent to rents, but you now also own three. And the three you own, bringing in 1,200 quid a month each, is 3,600 a month. So you've got the 14,000 from your rent to rents, the 3,600 from the ones you own, brings in 17,600 a year from year two. 17,600 a year on year two, is 211 grand a year. So you've got your 200 initial starting pot, 168 grand back in year one, three HMOs bought, 211 grand in year two, you can buy four more HMOs. Suddenly at the end of year two, you've got seven. Your initial plan to use your 200 grand pot to buy houses, what that meant was that by the end of year one, you had four and no plan to get number five. With rent to rent, you've got generating the cash flow to buy property. Rent to rent to create the cash. It is the ultimate cash flow strategy. If you're listening in today and you are looking to get started in property, if you're looking to build cash flow, if you're looking to even own houses, then you've got to be doing a strategy like rent to rent. You have to be. You got it. Otherwise, you're going to run out of money and you're going to end up with a job, no money and not enough houses. That's not why you're in the progressive community. You're here to build a business. So you need to be using rent to rent as one of your tools in your toolbox. It is not a strategy. The strategy is HMO. The tool is rent to rent. Hope that helps. I'm going to put this back. Yeah, I think you answered that question very well there, Kevin. And if you do have any questions, if you want to put them in the comments below and Kevin will come back and we'll answer those. So let's move on to our next one. I want to quickly speak I'll about questions. Okay, so we had one question. early on up here, right at the start, from David Tones. Yeah. Um, with lease options to HMO, what's it like going to the lender about having it as a HMO? If you're doing a lease option on a HMO, uh, David, um, based on your question, you've clearly done no training on lease options. You've, you, so number one is, it scares the life out of me that people would attempt 
to do something like a lease option when they, have, they don't have any training. And this is not fit to you, David. This is to people in general. Lease options are a creative strategy. They're a creative no money down strategy that are very, very, very powerful. But you are playing with people's lives. You are taking the option to buy something. You're promising somebody you'll buy their house in the future. You're playing with their lives. Do not, anybody listen to this, do not attempt, do not attempt to do a lease option unless you know how. I see people posting communities all the time, not just progressive, loads of communities saying, does anybody have a lease option contract I could borrow? You've got no idea how to use the damn thing. Don't borrow a contract for something you don't know how to do. You've got to learn. Above anything, you can go out and buy a single-let house, no problem. Go buy a single-let house, put down a 25% deposit, buy a house. That is fine. If you want to do a creative strategy like a lease option, don't, don't, don't even go there if you don't know what you're doing. Don't even attempt it if you don't know what you're doing. Because you're playing with people's homes, you're playing with people's lives, you got to know your entry, you got to know your exit, you got to know how to structure the deal, you got to know how to structure the contract. It's not difficult, but you do need to know how to do it. You got to know how to do it. So, on this question, with lease options to HMOs, what is it going to go what's it like going to the lender about having a HMO? You're not. You you are managing the and this is how I know you don't you don't know what you in all due respect, you've not done lease options because you've got two different contracts. Right, you've got a contract to manage the property and a contract to buy the property. They're two different contracts. You you have a gar- you have a, a consent to let on the property and you let it out. You've not bought it yet. You don't need to tell the lender till you've bought it. But there's a load. Of, what I've just said there in a couple of seconds. There's about a two-hour training that I run through on exactly how to structure that process. It is risky trying to do that if you don't know what you're doing. Perfect. Okay, so before we jump into some the next question, yeah, I just want to talk about joint ventures. So let's say I'm fresh into property. I've been on a property course. I'm very knowledgeable now. Hang on a second, because Alex Lowry has just said, Hi, Kevin. Hi, Alex. Your No Money Down course has helped me secure five rent-to-rent so far. Thanks. I'll be back to crew and refresh my knowledge. Alex well Lowry. done. Verify, mate. Good job. Actually, what the hell did you expect, Alex? <laughs> Come on. What did you expect? Of course you've done five. Let's get you a few more, yeah? Okay, what's your question? So, joint ventures. Yep. What are they? How do I know about them? How do I find them? Talk to me. A joint venture is um, an agreement between two people okay. to do something. Two people are two entities. So let's say I've got tons of property knowledge, but no cash. Okay, so just for clarity, first of all, so two people, yeah, two entities in terms of Kevin Limited, um, Ke- Kieran Limited, K&K Limited, <laughs> right, are K Limited and Kevin. So it could be two people, two entities, or one entity and one person. They just joint venture together on something. And what was your question? So if I've got all the knowledge about property and no cash at all, what can I do? Brilliant. So there is, if you've got loads of knowledge, if you've done training or if you're thinking about doing training, you've got lots of knowledge, you've got lots of time. Typically what people do is they do, they, they have either time, money and experience. So they're the three things that you need in property, time, money, and experience. The challenge is most people only have one or two of those. Yeah. Some people have got loads of time, but they don't have the experience of the money. Right. Some people, but you can, you can get the experience quite easily. You can get the training, the knowledge quite easily. Yeah. So you've then got the, the time and the experience, but you still don't have the money. Yeah. 
or some people have the money, but they don't have the knowledge of the experience. A joint venture is where you are bringing to the table one of those three things, typically. There's other stuff as well, but typically one of those three things. Yeah. So in terms of the high level, you're bringing the knowledge. You could do a two, a two JV, two person JV. You could do a three in a bed. Three in a bed, can you imagine, right? One person brings the knowledge, one person brings the time, one person brings the experience. You could, not time, knowledge, one person brings the money, sorry. One time, one knowledge, one money. So you could have three people in a JV. You could have 10 in a JV, any amount possible. So it's, a JV is more than one. It's two or more people or companies. Um, so let's say it's a two person, me and Karen. Right, clearly, clearly, right, I'm bringing the knowledge, right? I mean... Oh yeah, clearly I'm bringing the money. <laughs> right. Clearly, I'm bringing the money. He's bringing the time. Yeah, right. I can right. do that. So let's pretend he's got the money. Well, well. He's wearing expensive shoes. It, um, I bring the knowledge. I invest my... I, I bring the time, okay? Because I've got a lot of time, let's say. Now, a lot of time, you don't need like 40 hours a week. When I talk about time, you're looking at five to eight hours a week. Five to eight hours a week is loads. The thing is, if anyone's listening right now going, oh, I need more than that time, you don't. What you do is you need to manage your time better. You need to manage it better. I, it scares me. I just see people thinking, oh, I'm in a full-time job. I don't have enough time. And, you, and then I say, how many hours do you work? And they're like, 40 hours a week. There is 168 hours in a week. If you're working a 40-hour week, my question to you is, what are you doing with the other 128 hours? Because if you're sleeping them all, right, you've got a problem. So actually, it's time management. If you are not using your other 128 hours right now, what makes you think you're going to make use of another 40? So let's get you using your 128 hours well before you quit the job and give yourself more free time to blow. Because that's what you're doing. You're wasting more free time. So it is about what you do with your time. So one person brings the time and knows how to use that time. Cool. Five to eight hours a week. They take some of that time and they learn the knowledge. So they, and I don't mean like just attend trainings, you can attend trainings, but you could go to local networking events. Yeah. You can go to um, estate agents and speak to them. You can go to just walk the streets and learn your area. Podcasts. You can listen to podcasts, audible books. Yeah, the Progressive Property Podcast. Supposedly on the Progressive Property Podcast, there is a really, really cool host. He's an international guy. He's from some foreign country called Ireland or something. Not sure. Well worth the listen, supposedly. I don't listen to it <laughs> myself, to be honest. Um, but it's definitely worth the worth listen because um, I don't listen to myself. Myself? I don't listen to myself. Anyway, so you get the time and the knowledge. He, he hates my jokes. He doesn't get my jokes. The other person brings the money. They bring the money. The person with the money. See, you prioritize the money when you've got loads of time and you don't have the money. People yes. with no money prioritize the money. How do I know this? I used to prioritize money. Today, I prioritize my time. My time because you real, people with money, what they realize is that it's actually quite easy to make money. It's quite easy to make money when you know how. And money makes money and knowledge makes money and contacts make money. Being around the right people automatically makes you money. It brings you in money. Mm -hmm. So... The people with money prioritize their time. There is a lot of super, super wealthy people in this world. There's, there's enough money on this planet to make every single person on earth a billionaire. A billionaire. You've just got to access some of that money. So you exchange your time and knowledge for the money belonging to somebody else. And the other person taps into your time and knowledge. 
and it is a joint venture, a win-win. There's loads of ways to JV. That's one way. Um, get some training on JVs. Learn how to JV safely and in the right way. That answer your question. That does answer my question. Cool. Thank you very much. Right. Do you what else we got? Fly through a few of these then. Um, Michael, if you have a HMO and the license is in the name of the owner of... The, if you have a HMO and the license is in the name of the owner of the property, I'd hope it would be, and you take it over, do you need to apply for a license in your name? Not if it's a rent-to-rent, -rent, Michael. You become the managing agent. So the license stays in the owner's name and you become the person responsible for that license, responsible for it. That means you look after the house. Keely is finally on the normally down training this weekend. Very excited. Keely, not as excited as I am. This is the excited face. Yeah, so John Pearson sent, ask questions, go to some events, you'll learn from the, so this is free events, there's different events, progressive run them. Just come along. Everybody.